0: You're listening to The Lit Lounge, a podcast for readers and book lovers. Join us, a group of friends, English teachers and bookworms, as we chat about our love of all things literary and share our reading habits.
1: Hello and welcome back to The Lit Lounge podcast. Yay! <laughs> A um, rather luckluster hello from us. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh, um, but we uh, we're here today. You might recognise that my voice is a little bit different to Beth's, so Beth can't be with us today. Um, but we have got our exceptional stand-in. Uh, Grace um, is joining us today, um, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about um, basically because we're all feeling a little bit tired and maybe a little bit under the weather. Maybe some of us have got some sniffles going back to school in September. Um, we're going to talk a bit about hard times, difficult, difficult times and how um, they, can lead to, they can lead to a kind of overcoming a, a new strength and a, a new beginning. Um, uh, so yeah, if you've got any kind of suggestions of anything that you want us to talk about next podcast, we'd love to hear uh, any ideas, anything linked in with what's going on, maybe around school or in uh, the literary calendar or any books that you really want us to kind of deep dive into. Uh, we're always open to suggestions. Uh, so to start us off, Grace. <laughs> How would you like to tell us about your book?
2: Um my book is American Dirt and it's by Janine Cummins. Um and it's basically the story of a woman and her son who I'm trying to tell a story now without keeping the details. Right? And, <laughs> no spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> well this is at the start of the book, so I don't feel like it's a spoiler. Um who Basically, her husband is a journalist and he publishes an article on the cartel in Mexico. And as a result, trouble finds their way. Wow. Um, and so they're forced to... her. The mother and son are forced to go on the run and they're trying to get to North America, but as undocumented immigrants. She isn't, but he is the son. Um, and it's about their journey, really, along the way and then they meet characters on the way who are also undocumented immigrants and it's about their lives intertwining Um, and then they go on this train I think I think it is based on a true story they go on a train called La Bestia or or something like that which is um, meant to be a really dangerous train for undocumented immigrants Mm. um, or immigrants travelling and uh, yeah it's about the characters they meet along the way and the kind of danger they find themselves in and then the people who help them along the way as well um and that's all I can give away because I don't want to spoil it. It I'm sounds
1: really, like, relevant to the world that we have at the moment. Like, we're reading mm-hmm. so much about displaced people from yeah. all sorts of areas of, of the globe. Yeah. You know, obviously, Ukraine jumps to mind, but, like, Pakistan and, um, we've, like, just... There's so many places, yeah. isn't there, now, with refugees and people needing, you know, asylum.
2: Yeah. I think what struck me about that as well, sorry, Laura, um, was that like obviously she's in a situation where she's grieving and going through a really difficult time but because she has a son that she's also traveling with it's like the way that she hardens herself up to the world Mm. in order to try and protect him and Mm. you know keep him safe Mm. Uh, I thought that was yeah it's interesting yeah I
0: no, I was just gonna say like it's such an ongoing problem isn't it that that whole that area like obviously with Trump and his wall and everything it's just made it so much worse. But it's just so sad that that's still yeah. like I don't even know when that started. But it's just such an ongoing thing. Like that displacement between America and, and South America
2: or mm. Central America. Like it's just really sad that yeah, and that's I think happening. I and wouldn't. I wouldn't be very familiar about the cartel or what life in Mexico is like but it's just so dangerous for people that
1: yeah. come mm. across
2: them and they're very very powerful and yeah. even you
1: know, the word like cartel yeah. it just strikes mm, fear, yeah, doesn't, fear it? doesn't it yeah. mm. I did listen to a podcast um that was, I think it was a This American Life podcast, and one of the stories within it was um, a woman of a, a similar kind of situation who um, had been displaced from Mexico because uh, the drugs kind of barons there had threatened her and her family, and they were they were very fearful for their life. I think they were farmers, and essentially because they didn't want to take bribes to, um, you know get in cahoots with the the drug lords um that's why they had to leave their homes yeah. because otherwise mm. you you really do run the risk of of being murdered like yeah. it's not mm. it's not a joke and it's not kind of like something you can kind of forget about there, there's threats left outside your house and people yeah. they they would come and like yeah. threaten her by sta- like intimidate the family by yeah. standing there yeah, and there's
2: such violence as well and then they're very I don't know an awful lot about it in reality, but in this book, they're very intertwined with the police as well. So mm. yeah. there is no safety.
1: No, there's mm. no
2: getting away from it. So the only option that she has is to actually. Leave. So much corruption. It's like the, it? Yeah, they rule, don't they? Yeah, and there. So mm, that's exactly. really hard hitting. Yeah, it was, but yeah, it's kind of. It is a story of, I suppose, triumph in a way and new beginnings as mm. well. Because, well, yeah, you'll you'll see if you read it. But mm. you know, it was. It is hard hitting, and I think to think of that journey for so many people because they have to go you know they're they're on foot for part of it you know they they find someone who's willing to bring them part of the way and they're on foot kind of in a you know a desert area they're lacking food they're lacking water they're travelling in the middle of the night because they're trying to hide hide Mm. as well and and like because the actual cartel has such influence all over really you yeah. know they they're limited on who they can trust and yeah mm. yeah and then cool. I suppose they're facing prejudice along the way mm, as yeah. well yeah. wherever they're trying to get to yeah that's it they um mm. yeah I'm trying not to give too much away now but they do at one stage kind of have to explain themselves and the police don't treat them very well and yeah it is good
1: what's the saying that, that people say about um refugees that you wouldn't leave your home Unless your home with, was the jaws of a shark yeah. or something like that, isn't it? Like that, people. I don't know. People get so upset about um, immigrants and yeah. and refugees coming into the country, but really, I mean, yes, we've all got finite finite resources, mm. but when people have so very little and are threatened with so much, I don't know. I just to me it doesn't we've make been, sense to no idea turn that, your back to
2: an extent in, like well in the Western world I feel like I have no idea what that experience is yeah. like because it's never been absolutely yeah. forced and upon me so it's so like media influenced isn't it yeah. media yeah. plays such a big part in that hatred and that yeah, prejudice and us. from place to place like you see mm. immigrants from certain countries treated yeah. so much better in the media than you do in other, pla- in yeah, other countries
0: yeah well. yeah yeah I feel like that Mexico and America if that's where it is divide is is massive isn't it in America that's like mm, so talked about all the time
2: yeah Especially by Republicans,
1: mm. unfortunately. Scary stuff. It sounds really good, though. She sounds mm. really strong. Like a- Yeah,
2: she's a strong character. And they meet two sisters along the way as well, and they're both strong characters, and they're kind of linked in with them. It's just, yeah, there's a lot of, like, side stories along the way and other people's journeys as well kind of intertwining with theirs. It's, it is good. It's well written. Mm.
1: Mm. Sounds very
2: good. Yeah, I might put that on my TBR. Mm. Yeah, what was it called again? American Dirt.
1: American Dirt. Yeah. So I suppose the title is referring to, like, the land that she's trying to get to, but then also how she feels inferior. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds really good. Laura, what have you got? What um, (laughs) grief-stricken tale can you weave us today? Uh,
0: So I picked uh, an audiobook that I listened to a couple of months ago called Memorial Drive um, by Natasha Trethewey. Um, and it's another really hard hit, and it's a, it's nonfiction. Um, and when she Natasha, when she was nineteen, her mother was killed by her stepfather. Um, so she, the book is kind of it's kind of all linked, intertwined with her mum, and it's kind of a bit of a love letter to her mum, which is it's really like heartfelt because she was taken from her obviously at such a young age. Mm-hmm. But it's also about Natasha growing up and about her mum growing up. Um, so her mum is uh, was black and her father was white. So she grew up as a biracial child in like the uh, ooh, like late sixties. Um, so her parents got married when just in 1966, I think. So it's just before like. Woke just, up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-woo>. <laughs> so it's just before. You know, have you seen that film? Loving It's, like uh, about when they still um, interracial marriage was still illegal,
1: mm, and, nice. um, I seen
0: that. people who were if you had an interracial marriage, then they were often like thrown in jail or arrested and things. And they got married just before like an act passed to say that was okay. So she grows up biracial and she faces like a lot of prejudice from both sides as a result. Um, and then her dad passes away. Like I'm not giving too much away. It does say at the very start and on the blurb that her mother is murdered. Mm. Um, but yeah, so she grows. So the first half of the book is all about her growing up, um, facing that prejudice. And then her mother remarries, um, and the, the man that she remarries is really abusive, both to his wife and to her. Um, and and she just talks through the story, and then she talks through, like, the court case. There's um, transcripts from the court case. Like, it's, it's a very hard-hitting mm. novel. But it's really powerful, because all the way throughout, you see, like, her love for her mum, and that sort of shines through. She doesn't take from it, like, it's this terrible story, which it is, but it's all about my mother, not about the the criminal but the the victims.
1: Mm, Shines a light on on that and the memories the good memories then.
0: Yeah and just who her mum was like her mum was a really strong woman for you know that interracial marriage following her heart and standing up in a time of extreme prejudice as well so you can really see like her pride for her mum and her love for her alongside
1: the grief that she feels. It's crazy because obviously with our year 10s we're Teaching, I know why the cage bird sings at the moment, mm-hmm. and that's kind of set in 1930s, like America. Is America y- your book? Yes. Or is yeah. Yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and then you think like, oh well, it must get way better, like after that. You know, yeah. you think it, yeah. you just kind of assume like this can't it can't be that bad for that long. But then you're talking like 1960s, 1970s, into just 1980s. Yeah. I honestly
2: think that at some stage people will look back at. You know, twenty twenty two, and say, oh, it was it was actually that bad in twenty twenty two. Like this, I know things going yeah. on in the world. We're you, going
0: backwards. Yeah, it feels aren't like we? in
2: places. Yeah, yeah. It's and to sad. and to think it's such a short time ago, like nineteen thirties. Okay, it's before our lifetime, but really, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that many years ago. For no. uh, yeah, like my
0: grandparents were alive yeah. in the nineteen thirties, and my grandpa, you know, my mum was alive when the Civil Rights Act was passed. So that's. You
1: know, my mum's not that old. (laughs) I'm glad you put that in there, just in case she listens.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, you know, like, it's in in my mum's lifetime that 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 was passed. And before that, then it was in my grandparents' lifetime that segregation was normalised. It's crazy. And in my mum's lifetime, people were arrested for marrying someone
2: of a different race to them. Yeah, it's funny. I wonder, do that generation look at say, where where we are now and think, oh, we've come so far from, you know, yeah. when we were younger. But we kind of look at it because we... Mm.
0: we're still not, not, not good, good enough. Anything.
2: It's still not good enough, and, and we yeah. don't think that an- enough change has happened. I wondered, is yeah. their perspective of it really, really different to ours?
0: Because mm. we see that as quite... Again, sorry, Mum. We see that as quite ancient history almost, don't yeah. we? Like the civil rights that we can't imagine a time where... People would be segregated by stop laughing. Sorry. I just salted <laughs> <Insulting> my mother.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking how it's turning into a Laura bashing her Mum podcast.
2: But <laughs> well, she'll have to listen. And, uh, back. But never no, big nods here and there, so. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> But we do we don't think of that as ever being like, you know. Um, acceptable today, mm. like mm. imagine if someone if they brought that in, we're going to bring back segregation. There'd be uproar. And in our parents and grandparents' lifetime, it was normalised, and it's just unimaginable.
1: But it's just gone so much more underground now, isn't it? Like that's why I feel like racism is no longer. Mm-hmm overt you know I hate a black person it's mm. it's so much more like festering and like insidious. under yeah insidious under the kind of radar like we're just unconscious bias and and kind of not Systemic. not thinking yeah not thinking mm. you're racist but actually like the the world is set up in um, that way yeah. I feel like it's becoming more of it again. Like I, I feel do like,
0: you yeah I feel like there's a lot more especially with the rise of social media mm. it's much more like open online isn't it maybe not face to face I mean I can't say it probably is face to face but there's probably a lot of people that think you know that have experienced, mm. experienced that mm. but I think social media allows people to say so much to spew so much hatred
1: yeah. openly without thinking
0: yeah um but yeah, like the book. So the book kind of tackles so many issues because it tackles that and, and what that was like for her and her experience and her mum's experience, but then also domestic violence and domestic abuse, um, and and her and her mother's
1: experiences with that as well. Sounds a quite quite a lot like Once in a House on, Once fire. Once on fire. Yeah,
0: it's 19, 1960s, Did you say? Uh, so it was nineteen eighties that her mum died. Oh right. Nineteen okay. sixties that her mum that she was born.
1: Yeah, so similar sort of era like seventies. And Angela Ashworth talks about really similar kind of thing, yeah. but in Britain. So it's kind of like the British side of the coin, I guess. Yeah, mm. and all
2: those attitudes towards like domestic violence, where you know people are kind of hiding it under the carpet and yeah, it just yeah. About it And it's just normal. And she talks about that a lot, particularly like the legal
0: side of it as well. You know, like there's a whole, without giving too much away, there's a whole chapter which is just the court transcripts mm. and the failings by the police and, and yeah. by society yeah, yeah it often
2: just wasn't they didn't push it any further like they would get mm. it reported wouldn't they and then the police yeah. themselves would be the stopping point of that like they wouldn't mm. actually make a note of it or actually yeah. yeah just a sort
1: of resignation that oh well it
0: is what it is that's yeah.
1: awful but there yeah. we go
0: and even today that's still a problem isn't it yeah as well unfortunately
1: just ongoing issues isn't it and I think the only way that you can like the only way that a society tackles that is if enough people read about these things and feel something towards them like have an empathy and can put themselves into that point of view which is why like reading things like that are so important isn't it
0: yeah and and that's why it's so important that the book is so like um, it is so grief stricken and it is quite visceral as well mm. like you need to have that unfortunately we need to have that shock factor to kind of kick you into gear yeah. like people need to read it and be shocked by it and by upset the of it. yeah yeah but, and that's the same with cage bird isn't it like we read cage yeah. bird and there's some really graphic scenes in there and it's awful but my auntie put it in there because she wanted us well speaking for her, she wants us to know what it was like
1: yeah. yeah you can't ignore it then can you yeah
0: it happened it's it's what happened so yeah
1: Mm, they both sound really like dark and heavy yeah mine doesn't get much lighter
2: <laughs>
1: so yeah she's
2: yeah yeah
1: we're well, really we really have to digging deep some jokes I think. yeah knock knock Laura that's on you
2: start preparing your jokes now. Yeah, please. get, get your mum
1: jokes I'm gonna out. google
2: some jokes mum jokes <laughs> only we'll
1: have to make her her our um, mascot I think to make it up to her I'll ask my mum to write in with a joke she has some cool kids yes. I'm sure I love it um, so I i'm gonna uh recommend a book called wild uh by a, an author called cheryl Strayed, um who was uh, originally called something else uh cheryl nighill or something like that um and she changed her name um because she had such a transformation within herself essentially um and the book documents that transformation like the metamorphosis of her kind of going through the worst possible time of her life um it opens with her um her her, the death of her mother so her mother has just passed away she's really in the kind of quagmire of grief um and she's only 26 so she's still quite young um, Cheryl, not her mum. And then uh, she also then, kind of off the back of that grief, but also because there's loads of other um, unresolved issues with herself and her own mental health, um, her marriage fails, essentially. Mm-hmm. And her life just feels like it's unravelling um, and is crumbling around her. And she decides, right, I'm going to kind of kickstart myself. I'm going to get out of this habit of kind of self Drugging and self uh, like nullification and numbing, um, and I've got to do something. Otherwise, I'm going to die. I'm like I'm. I can't continue on the same path I'm continuing on. And the thing that she decides to do, which is something that I, is now on my like bucket list that I really really want to do, is um, she decides to walk the Appalachian Trail. So the PCT is called um, Pacific Trail. Something
0: Central?
1: No, no, no. I'm just chucking out there. it might be it's something but it's called the PCT I can't remember what the PCT stands for but people in America will totally know um it's like really really famous kind of like long long woodland mountainous walk um through the wilderness um and I know Grace you love being outdoors you're an outdoorsy girl <laughs> as you've said on previous episodes <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs>
2: <laughs> you always say it's recorded. Right? We've <laughs> <a> <laughs> got our catchphrase. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to put myself in a box, isn't it? I'm outdoors. It
1: would be like the thing you say if you were on uh, Real Housewives <laughs> as you really turn around <laughs> to the camera. Like I'm outdoors. a <laughs> I love to kayak it's real big me isn't it a big me you're always in the sea
2: <laughs> oh, that is true
1: <laughs> so yeah she she just decides like I've just got to invigorate myself and I've got to do something to just get myself out of this slump and uh, she has no hiking experience she really doesn't know what she's doing and it's not a hike if you look it up it's like a thousand and one hundred miles like it is not an easy kind of you know, you go out for an afternoon and take a sandwich and have a sit down, like, it's hardcore hiking, like, literally up mount up and down mountains with bears, and, like, you need, like, some, essentially people who do it, like, need survival list training and stuff like that, um, and they prepare for months and months and months before they do it, and she, it, the whole book is essentially about her, her journey across this trail, um, and the things that kind of accidentally happen, the things that scare her. Um, there's some other people on the trail who are really, really creepy. Um, and she's on, a, on her own, it's completely solo. And obviously, when you spend that much time alone, something something happens. Like I so over the over the summer, I went like I went away. And I was on my own for a good like week. And although you kind of you might see some people like while you're walking around, you say hello and and it, this It is, there's something that kind of flicks in your brain and you have so much time to kind of go introspective and really think about who you are and what you want and just get to know your own self, like your core self. And I think not enough people will spend enough time doing that. They kind of just mm-hmm. fall from one thing to the next and all these distractions, whether that's a relationship or a job or whatever it is that you're doing, people just don't really take time to kind of dig deep and get to know themselves like and personally kind of I don't know greet themselves um and she does that and it's all about how that changes her life and it changes her perspective on things and how she overcomes you know this really really dark period in her life so yeah it was it was really it really really touched me when I read it I felt really like inspired by it um and then Reese Witherspoon did too because she, she there's
2: yeah. was a movie on I was like
1: yeah she she loved the book so much that she decided she would like uh fund the I, I don't know if she directs it but she's, she's definitely she, in it she's got like
0: she's own production it. company
1: has not she yeah so maybe she produces it and and then she she stars as as mm-hmm. uh, Cheryl Strayed as well um yeah there's like there's really really powerful moment which they do quite well in in the film as well where she um oh her her shoes are just a little bit too tight and you can imagine like walking for miles yeah. and miles and miles and eventually like her toenails are like <laughs> that yeah it's it, the description <laughs> of the toenails are horrendous it the now, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty gruesome but I've also I've done like um I've done like a 26-mile trek with my brother a couple of years ago up Pennavan and across three mountains, ranges, and... Uh, that was hard enough. I can tell you now, like, by the mm-hmm. end of the 26 miles, I was limping. I, like, could barely walk the blisters that you have on your feet. Like, it just, you're just in a zone where you just have to keep going and you kind of almost, like, zone out into a weird robotic, like, walker. Um, I was really moany. My poor brother, like, had to listen to me mm-hmm. <laughs> the
2: entire time. I think uh, it is... <laughs> It is a way of keeping yourself really present isn't it when you're pushed to your limit like in her situation and in yours when you were doing that with your brother as well you cannot almost the rest of the world fades away because you just have to try and get through it and you have to try and focus on what you're doing yeah that is why those things like you know for her I guess that period in her life maybe she just needed to stop and think about Mm -hmm. nothing else and actually focus on and it's a nice way of, like you said of looking at yourself and spending a lot of time I presume she took lots of breaks as well so there would have been a yeah. lot of pauses and stuff yeah
1: like she camps and things yeah. like that but yeah you're right like it's it kind of the the ability to process things and just kind of go within almost like you know a little, little snail in its shell like kind of going within and just keeping mm. yeah a momentum
2: yeah
1: a rhythm because
2: I think we live in a world now where things come easier to us I know obviously there's still a lot of hardship but in a day to day like the world is built now to make things easier and easier for you isn't it yeah. and so our minds have a lot of time to actually run away with themselves and like yeah. to overthink and everything but with stuff like that where you're pushed yeah. you know when you've got you've got to do something really really challenging I think that makes you focus on what you're doing and it kind of takes you away from that cycle of thoughts and
1: it gives you I think it gives you a sense of fulfilment yeah like you've just yeah, got a actually. purpose like yeah. your purpose is to get from A to B at some point before it gets dark yeah.
2: like <laughs> sometimes you. yeah and that. it's the simplicity of it but like it is really hard but it's also the simplicity of the goal i suppose
0: yeah
1: mm.
0: i feel like she's really brave as well like as a woman doing that on her own when you mentioned really being dangerous <laughs> like
1: yeah all yeah, sorts of wildlife pe- and people yeah, yeah. there is but, a moment like like i said about the creepy people there's a moment yeah. with a man where she feels very very like you know where you just you just get that gut feeling Dangerous. like i'm not safe and i don't want yeah. to be here and there's a moment she describes um of of that feeling
0: yeah
1: um but yeah it is brave isn't it and even yeah. like i mean people go like in america people go out for like 10 minutes walk, walks and like fall over and break their hip or yeah. you know like I it's really easy to hurt food. yourself yeah, yeah or kill yourself even yeah. accidentally um you know taking a selfie and falling off a clip oh, like not yes, good and I think this is before like mo- like mobile phone signal mm-hmm. I don't know how great the signal is out there anymore or even now but um I don't know yeah it was just really really like empowering book and I felt like you really go on the journey with her like you really feel like her tr- pain and her trauma and her grief and then you you kind of feel that starting to slip away when everything else is just so it. difficult and then she comes out the other side so much better for it so
2: signs of a good book Mm. isn't it where you can feel like you're in the shoes yeah
1: Mm. and the the film was really good it was fairly true to the book but you just miss so much don't you there's so many things that
2: I'm sure she
0: was Oscar nominated for it
1: Mm. I think she she might be
0: yeah
1: she was great Mm. in it
2: yeah,
1: I'd like to see it. I like Rita The Spin as well. She's, She's like great. such a cool reader. Yeah, she,
2: yeah, is. she is. Big one for she is, big enough. Yeah. <laughs> She's good at promoting
1: reading,
2: isn't yeah. she? Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone see uh, Crawdads? Because that was her project as I well. saw that. Yeah it?
0: yeah, it was good. I haven't read the book. But uh, well well. Um, yeah, you talked about the book on it, yeah, didn't, didn't you? you? Yeah, I really enjoyed the film, actually. I thought yeah. it was good. Daisy. Edgar Jones, isn't it? Yeah, she was great in it. She was really good.
1: I, I have bought the book since you came on and talked about it. It's in my bookshelf oh, yeah. now. I just haven't got around. Oh, yeah. It's a TBR. It's beautifully yeah. written.
2: The language in it. Definitely want to.
1: Yeah. Visually, visually the
2: film was as well. Is it good? Yeah. Little, um, Little Fires Everywhere as well. Was that another one? Yes. She, that was very yeah. as well. And, and Big Little Lies.
0: Suppose, yeah, she's so good. Yeah,
2: yeah she's, yeah, she's yeah. done a lot of like, really good. It's mm. not like she's picked up something and mm-hmm. it hasn't been successful, actually. She does yeah. a lot of good ones, doesn't she?
1: Yeah. Mm. Big up, Reese. Go race, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like your book has lifted us a bit. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it, like, it was by the end of it. You are like, ah, oh, yeah, she did it. Lifted. she got there. Yeah. Hmm yeah okay good I'm glad that we we haven't ended much. absolute Debbie down Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah okay um, so yeah like we said at the beginning if you would like to be a part of the podcast if you'd like to come on and have a little chat um, tell us your reading recommendations tell us your favourite book that you've read recently something nice. you think everybody should pick up then please get in touch um, next week we're hoping to have a guest on yes uh, she's lined up and ready to go she was supposed to be today and she's devastated she couldn't come so oh, bless her. next next week next week we shall have her on Um, and uh feel free to follow or subscribe we've got the tiktok we've got all the social media we've got the instagram um and you can contact us on there at any time um and we're looking forward to hearing you from for as soon as possible yes (laughs) all right have a lovely week thanks guys Bye. bye
0: You've been listening to The Lit Lounge, the podcast for readers and book lovers. Thanks for joining us. Remember to join in the conversation by following us on social media using the handles linked in our description. You can also leave a voice note to be featured in future episodes through the voice response feature on Anchor. We'll catch you next time, but for now, keep reading. The music used in this episode and for all of our episodes is created by Ixen. You can download this and other fantastic tracks on SoundCloud. Links are in the description.